Welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine. Now, uh, quick uh, lead-in, quick intro. Uh, I'm Kevin, blah, blah, blah. Quick intro, I know you're looking. You're like, whoa, it says solo, but this is like an hour and a half long. Oh, he really did it. He's talking. No. Spoiler alert. Sorry to break your heart. What this actually is, is a little bit of a solo, because I just got some stuff I wanted to say, some notes I never uh, went back to, some... uh, uh, Oh, Franny texted me. Well, either way, I'm recording. Stop getting in my way. And uh, some some notes I wrote never got into. I had a vacation this week I want to talk about. Some of my current personal obsessions that I am uh, super excited about that I just, you know, I like like talking about. And whether you want to hear it or not determines on if you uh, let the play through or you hit stop right now. Or you skip ahead. So let me explain. We did, we are starting, it is that time of the year, Halloween in July is upon us. The annual tradition, six years running, can you believe that? The annual tradition of me, DJ, Jake, and Craig getting together, talking about Halloween movies and reviewing them, and lots of contention and disagreements. It's always fun. We love it. We've done it forever. We've got better mic setups. Oh my God. It's compared to the previous years, it's not perfect. I'm not an audio engineer. I still heck up plenty. But compared to previous years, I think we finally got a system that's like, you could listen to this comfortably without being like, ah, it's a little janky, it's got a little of this, blah, blah, blah. So I'm very happy about that. Um, And what we did is, uh, well, I'll explain it all uh, when you get to that part of the podcast. The point of what I, the reason why I'm giving the preamble is, we recorded a little, uh, what, what I intended to be a short little uh, before Halloween in July thing. And it ended up going for 40 minutes, and it's very dry, and it's very just bland. And if you liked the Halloween in July stuff of yesteryear, then it might be cool to listen to that. And if you don't, totally understandable, and I'm just going to do a solo here in the beginning. So I don't know how long the solo is going to be. I don't know how much I'm going to talk about regarding my notes I take that I do. But if you decide you don't care about the solo and you just want to check out what the Halloween in July junk is about... It is 40 minutes long almost exactly. So whatever this podcast length is, fast forward until there's 40 minutes left and you'll be you'll be roughly right at the start of it. Cool. Now that that now that that's out the way. I went on vacation last week. I have to Oh, oh, hey, God, me again. I went on, I don't remember. I don't know how that bit goes. I don't know that 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 phrase and and statement, so I'm just going to bail on it. But my wife and I, uh, it was our tw- uh, 10 year wedding anniversary. And we intended initially to ball out and recreate our honeymoon by going to Mexico to a resort again. Well, due to mostly my own personal financial uh, issues that I enjoy spending too much money and our drop to a one income household. It created a situation where I had to do a lot of debt consolidation and like some restructuring of everything, which everything's good now. I'm not saying I'm swimming in debt and uh, the bookies at the door, but it is. We were we we determined we just couldn't swing it. It was too expensive, and you know it, it's it's a headache. It would have it would have been a headache of stress because I'm already stressed enough about that kind of stuff. So we decided that we would kind of do what we used to do on our anniversary vacations. I think this is the fifth time we've done sixth time we fifth or sixth time we've done something like this 
which is, uh, oh no, it can't be as that much because, um, yeah, the one in London counts, even though it was for a different reason. And, uh, and during shutdown, we didn't go anywhere or do anything. But the point is we get an Airbnb somewhere on the water, anywhere on the water. Doesn't matter. A lake, an ocean, a pond, like, I don't care. It's just got to be somewhere near water so we can sit outside and enjoy the noises and the smells and the, and the view of, of looking out over water. Franny loves it. It's like her favorite thing in the world. So we've done it. Yeah, we've done it about half the times. We've done it five or six times. And uh, so we said we can at least swing that. We got our taxes that uh, return that we never spent. We, we can swing that. So we did. We ended up to Massachusetts. Ended up being only about an hour away from home. Not a long journey at all. And we went up and uh, five days, Monday to Friday, phones mostly shut off. Uh, I didn't text or call a single person. Franny had to keep a, an eye on the house with our friends, so she kept in contact with them. Uh, oh, no, that's a lie. I sent J- uh, Jake exactly one text, uh, one, one, one message thread, one, one moment of communication where I was telling him about, um, oh, two, two. Oh, my God, I'm such a dirty liar. So the first one was we were at a thrift shop, and I found John Dies at the End, the movie cover, and the third book, What the Hell Did I Just Read, which I don't own. So... Uh, hallelujah, holla back. I finally have that book, which I'm very excited about. We're reading it for book club, having the time of our lives. Uh, but I also sent a text message to him and a couple other guys when I opened the last packs of my One Piece cards and I pulled a $220 Zorro leader that I was stoked about. So that was one of the things we did on the vacation. We both brought a booster box of our preferred cards. I got a booster box of Romance Dawn from the One Piece game I've been talking about way too much. She got a booster box of Vivid Voltage, which is her favorite set of Pokemon so far. And every morning and every night, we opened a few packs. Four for her, three for me, because there's 36 in her box and 24 in my box. And it was great. Just, we'd sit there, we'd open, do a quick sort, talk about the ones we liked. I'd give her some cards because she would see, you know, characters from the show she thought was cute, even though she knows nothing about One Piece. And uh, I would just get excited about her One Piece, or uh, Pokemon pulls. And that was a really, really fun thing to do together, at least in my opinion. She had a great time. Obviously, you doubt everything your spouse says in regards to what they enjoy because that's what you're uh, trained to do as a married individual. But on that note, on that, on that card base note so i've talked a lot about the tcg in general and i've spent a lot of money on it admittedly i was talking earlier about how i like to spend money and i go crazy on the things i like like comic books for a few years actually that one lasted for years and i do miss it a lot but i would buy pretty much anything i wanted and and pay and well literally pay for it but uh deal with the consequences later and i haven't had that in my life for about a about a half a year now so this new tcg's filling that void when I got really into building computers, I was just constantly upgrading and buying parts willing to, like, that's what I do. I get into a hobby heavy and I spend heavily. So I understand the voiced concerns of my friends that I'm for, like kind of forcing this hand. Like I'm, I'm double collecting. I do one piece for me and Pokemon for me through Franny. And that's not true at all. Let me just, let me, let me just get a little sappy for two seconds. One of the biggest issues or not issues i don't want to say it like that because i love it but one of the biggest like causes of of consternation in my relationship in my marriage with my beautiful lovely wife is how different we are i'm talking head to toe like 
our, our interests in movies and music, mostly in food, aside from garbage childhood foods, uh, in, in foods, in travel destinations, you know, finding a place to stay is always the hardest because I prioritize things she doesn't and vice versa. Like I said, she just wants something on the water um, that she can enjoy. And I'm more of like, a yeah, what's the room layout set up? Because I'm going to be inside playing my Super Nintendo the whole time, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, video games we don't agree on at all. Um, computers, she doesn't give a shit about. Comics, I slowly started to get her into, which was cool. Um, I really like cooking. She hates cooking, like so on and so forth. And, you know, throughout the years, when that stuff comes up or when you meet people that you align with better, like I have a lot of friends, um, female friends, that just get me more in terms of of hobbies and, and enjoyment. And that makes, you know, the other person not jealous, but, you know, worried. Like, why don't we meld in that way? She's had a few friends that's been that way. And yes, I get that way too. I'm like, why does he get her better than I do? Is that a problem? And, you know, we've talked about it at length. You don't be together for 15 years without having insanely deep and long form conversations. Or maybe you do. I don't know your life, but we don't. Um, we are uh, conjoined at the hip pretty much when it comes to just about everything. So... This new card thing, this new this new hobby, this new collectible, this new way to spend all of my money and then some, it's the first time we've ever had something together. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but back when Franny started to buy her own books, it got to the point where her pull box was larger than mine, and I got excited because for, for this exact reason. I was like, holy shit, the shop we go to, the things we like, and that, it's it's kind of overlapping. But it never went, she never really cared about her books in a way of like cataloging them and making sure they're sealed and whatever the way I did, and that's fine. And then obviously comics stopped. Uh, my local comic book shop closed. I do not want to do an online one for like Midtown or anything like that. And the only other comic book shop in the area sucks so bad. So I just stopped doing comics, uh, unfortunately. I'm actually really bummed out about it, but it is what it is. I've got an awesome collection. I'll still order trades when I when I get a chance, when I think about it, when new stuff comes out, or my friend recommends something. But the cards is completely different. I mean, so every once a week, she does pack openings with all her girls, and it's incredible. Watching them open packs is the cutest thing ever. It's insanely fun. And then at night, we'll be sitting on the couch, and she'll walk out, and we're we're children we gotta grow up eventually but i refuse she'll walk out with like this just adorable smile and like walking kind of sideways and she's like do you want to maybe i don't know do you want to open these with me and i'm like oh those are for your your pack opening with your girls like i i'm trying to just i'm trying to make it her decision because obviously i would open everything all the time and just keep buying it and it just i can't i don't talk about how happy i get with stuff often i i usually just, you know, obviously I'm loud and passionate about everything and I like to analyze stuff and, you know, you know how I am. Everyone knows how I am. But I don't really talk that much about what makes me happy. And holy shit, I have never felt more like like, like dopamine rush, small form joy than when me and her are doing this together. It, it just, it's so sweet and I love it and I get it now why the past 10 years of not having a hobby it's come up of why don't we like the same things like i get that because when we do when we have something we're sharing holy shit it's awesome it's fun it doesn't even i don't even it obviously i like the cards i like the the thrill of the pulls and i like the packaging and i like the sealed i collect sealed stuff like i, I don't get me wrong i like all that 
it doesn't even compare to the smiles I, I'm feeling. I may not show it, Franny, if you're listening, I get that. But just the, the joy I get out of doing something with you. Ah, I love it. So just for the record, I, I am not forcing this Pokemon thing so that I can collect Pokemon. I'm, I'm truly, truly not. I am having the time of my life with my wife. And I won't let anything get in the way of that. I am elated about just sharing something. So, all right, get that. Okay, shake it off. Um, no more sweetness. Uh, no, no more, no more love. That, that was it. I just wanted to get that out of the way. So, vacation was dope. Um, one of the great things I do. It's a tradition every year. Is I bring a old video game console and a TV if I have to. This year I had to. The Airbnb didn't have one. And I play specifically me always super mario world for the super nintendo i don't care if i'm playing it emulated i don't care if i'm playing it on the mini snes that came out i don't care if i'm playing the original which this year i played the super mario all-stars version of super mario world and i 100 percent it i do every secret path i do the entirety of star road i fight every boss i take no skips um I get every button, I get everything. And it takes, you know, about seven hours to do. So I split it up. Uh, like this year, my goal was uh, World 1 and 2 on Tuesday, 3 and 4. I ended up doing 3, 4, and 5 on Wednesday. And then uh, Castles, because there's not really Worlds, uh, 6 and 7, and Star Road on Thursday. And then, obviously, Bowser's Castle to cap it all off. And I that game is my favorite game of all time. Nothing will ever replace it. I... I still have fun. I still feel joy. I still goof around. I still forget some of the paths and have to look them up even though I've done this. I don't know. I've played this game. I'm not exaggerating. I've probably played this game start to finish over 500 times since I was a kid. As an adult alone, I've done it 100 times. So when I was a kid, I never stopped playing this game. I love this game. If you know how I watch shows and YouTube and stuff like that and I watch the same thing over and over, this game was the origin of that play it forever so that was awesome franny's uh not quite the same she just plays whatever she wants for the, her console of choice this year was playstation and we played a bunch of silly games the family feud on ps1 not bad shockingly not bad uh but we did that did some reading read some more john dies at the end for the book club um listened to a couple podcasts while i cooked i may okay so let's get into my notes we're already going a little long for a solo, or not long, but we're already at the halfway point. Uh, one of the things I did on vacation was, actually, one second, I have to use the restroom. All right, back. Sorry, I thought I could, thought I could hold it in, but turns out I was wrong. That got, that got rough. I've, I've noticed that. I, did anyone else have this? Do you ever feel like, eh, I kind of have to go, eh, I kind of have to go, holy shit, my bladder's going to explode. There is no in-between for me. There's no like, yeah, it's pretty bad right now. Yeah, it's really bad right now. Okay, finally. No, it's like nothing, nothing. Boom, I feel like I'm going to die. Okay. Anyways, first thing about the, the, oh, you know what? I have some old notes. Let me get through this real quick. Uh, these are old notes from February. When I met Will for the first time. Meeting Will was awesome, I wrote in here. That's all I wrote. <laughs> Will is a friend of, of Charles's that uh, I, we've talked about him enough on here. I don't have to explain it. The point is, I didn't know him before Charles. He played D&D &D with me, and I finally got to meet him this year. He fucking rules. Will is awesome, and I love the guy, and I and I am so excited to get to know him more and, and just 
be able to talk to him. He's a great guy. I think we all agree on that. Two, uh, the winter camp. I never talked about the winter camp on a solo, I don't think. And I'm not really going to talk about it now. It's been so long and my memory is so untrustworthy. Uh, but the main point is winter camps rule. I want to do one every year. It was brutal, but I learned a lot about what to prepare for next time. And the number one thing to prepare for, my feet. I know it. It's, it's tried and true in terms of being cold, being hot, being whatever. Take care of your feet. I thought I did. And to be fair, I did prepare better. I brought extra thicker socks and uh, I left them for sleeping specifically. I left them in my bag because I was too tired and a little too drunk. And I said, screw this. I'm going to sleep. Worst decision ever. Thought I was going to lose a toe. Not even kidding. I woke up at like 3 a.m. and I thought it was over. Uh, but I just went back to sleep because I'm stupid. I didn't even tend to it. I woke up. It was worse. Moving on. Uh, which is another note I wrote, and I actually remember exactly why I wrote this. My mind is way more fun than my body, but I try to keep it internalized is the exact thing I wrote. And I know what this means. So basically, leading into and while there, I kept wanting to have more fun. Like I was just like, yeah, we're going to do this and I'll be a part of this and help build this and stuff. And like <laughs> Jake, Jake knows what I'm talking about around eight o'clock ish, seven, seven, eight o'clock ish. I sat down in a chair and I don't think I got back up. I was not upset. I was not in pain. I was not disgruntled in any way, shape or form. My body literally just went, yeah, you're good. Because they all went on adventures, they went on hikes, they kept drinking, they were doing this, doing that, having a great time. And I'm just sitting there in a chair like, I'm, I, felt, I, felt like, I felt like the old guy on a dock watching people fish. I was just like, I'm really happy for them. <laughs> they're, they're having a lot of fun. I don't need to be a part of it, but they're, they're having a great time. And uh, I, I remember sitting there and being like, okay, we'll put this in your phone because you're going to want to talk about this. And it happens on the river trip every year. It happens with just about everything. I will never stop the situation from being fun for other people, but I will, in my own way, isolate. Like, I didn't ask anyone to sit with me. I didn't ask anyone to stop doing fun. I didn't ask anyone to help with the fire. I just kind of sat there the way I do. Like, I'm good. I did this. And I do the same at Comic-Con. When Comic-Con's having fun and I'm kind of sick of being out, I'll just slow down. I won't stop or ask everyone to fuck off unless someone else... I will piggyback on that idea. Don't get me wrong. If someone's like, well, maybe, I'll be like, yeah, 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 okay, now that someone else said it. But for the most part, I'll kind of, or at least I think I try to, just kind of ride it out. I don't want anyone to feel bad. I don't want anyone to be alarmed, I don't, or not alarmed, be annoyed or or feel like their desires aren't being listened to i'm just good right here so like i'll support you i'll be your biggest cheerleader Woo, go go crazy and i'll just i'll just have a good time all right now that we're done with that that's the old notes get it away actually i wrote is being connected better or worse a friend reached out i haven't talked to forever oh i remember this uh on on facebook messenger the uh i had a friend reach out to me that i hadn't talked to in years and i was like okay so if you know anything about me insanely over-the-top dependent person. I need friends in my life at all time. I don't really understand, like, fundamentally in my mind, I don't really understand being alone. I hate it. It drives me up a wall. I need people around. 
So I'll talk a lot about when I go places and I get the opportunity to link up with old friends. It's a, it's always exciting for me. I always have a great time. Like I love it. I want to talk and be a part of friends more, but someone reached out to me who I won't say anything about. And just as like casual chatting. And for some reason it annoyed me, uh, which I, it shouldn't have. I, for a million reasons, one, Someone reaching out to you is fun. This wasn't like a, hey, I've got an opportunity. You want it? No, it wasn't any of that kind of bullshit. It was literally just like, hey, haven't talked to you in a really long time. How you doing? And I could, it, it was easy. Just A, leave them on red. B, say something very short and just be like, hey, cool. Nice to talk to you. Or C, talk to them at length. Like there is no concern in any way from any party in regards to just reaching out and talking or not talking but for some reason i was like <laughs> i was in my old man arc i was like social media shouldn't exist i should never hear from this person again outside from running into them where they are like this is really annoying and a step too far and it 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 drives home the point and i've always stood by this social media as a whole i have no obligation to anyone on there for anything but people like to pretend it's still the Facebook of, 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 of yesteryear, you know, the origins of it in the late 2000s, the college only, the invite system bullshit, where it's like, it's a great way to stay in touch. That is not what Facebook is at all anymore. Fuck that platform at all. So like social medias as a whole, I don't like that they're used as a way to stay in touch. I personally want social media to be, here's a funny picture, here's an image of what I'm up to. That's about it. Maybe call my cousin an idiot every now and again. Like, that's about it. It's not a place to be like, oh, man, I remember you from this so, such and such location. You want to chit-chat without any other... Like, we're not going to talk on the phone. We're not going to play games together. We're obviously not going to get together to hang out. This is just superficial conversation because... I know you and I have the ability to do it now. Like, I hate that. That's so much worse to me. I don't understand that at all. If I haven't seen you in 10 years and I see you in the middle of Walmart, yeah, I'll chat with you forever. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh no, I know that person. Let me slunk behind the clothes. Like, no. Yeah, that's the perfect place to catch up because it's the natural place to catch up because I see you. I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way at the time. I don't want to go into it too much more than that. All right, let me sip a water. By the way, I'm not going to buy it forever. I only bought it for this trip because it was the exact amount of bottles and it kept us hydrated because Franny and I drank a little bit uh, too much on the vacation because it was just us together and we could and just have a fun time chit-chatting and playing at night. But liquid death water rules. That's all I'll say on the matter. Anyways, now on to notes that I actually wrote recently that I understand. Uh, so one was Super Mario World. I explained that. Two... I've cooked my first ever perfect steak. Now, if you know anything about me, I'm a hater. I'm a hater of steak as a whole. And I, let me preface this by saying I still am. Steaks, even discounted, are way too expensive for what they are, way too finicky to cook and fuck with um, without being considered like blasphemous to the product. Um, fuck them. Steaks are terrible. They're overcharged at restaurants 10 times more than anywhere else. Not worth my time. Maybe worth your time, more power to you. Not worth my time. That being said, we were trying to plan out our meals and, you know, we weren't going to eat out every day because we couldn't afford it. So we went to the grocery store and bought some stuff beforehand. Got two 
New York strip steaks, half off at Big Y because they were, you know, coated, you know, is like a day or two before they went bad, which I personally, even if it's not for cooking, I don't care at all. I'll buy them and freeze them or shit. I'll run them three or four days past that date and just still eat them. I'm not that prissy when it comes to food. Yes, it's cost me dearly, but I think people over-exaggerate that. Point is, we decided, because Franny loves meat and potatoes, a classic steak, potatoes, and veggies, you know, the, the quintessential American dinner from the 50s. And her dad used to make them all the time, and I was like, let me do this. Let me try this. Let me do this for you. So we did exactly that. We had a pasta side, peas, uh, potatoes, uh, salted potatoes, um, you know, boiled butter, salt, all that and a strip steak each, and we only ended up sharing one and the other one we used for sandwiches later, whatever. I have always messed up steaks, and I've gotten to the point the last few years where I prefer rare because I can't mess it up. Turn the pan to medium, sear it for a few minutes on each side, and just eat it rare on the inside. It's the easiest way to cook a steak. It tastes great. Salt the hell out of it. Have a great time. However, that is not ideal cook. A lot of people don't like that. I get it. No complaints. I have never successfully done a medium rare steak where it cuts perfectly. I've never, I, I know it's a simple thing. I've never paid attention to the grain of the meat. So I'll cut it wrong sometimes. And it's super tough because you cut with the fibers, whatever. I've never done it right. Well, guess what, MFR? I did it right. And I did it perfect. Like I know what a perfect steak is. I just don't care. I won't buy it. I did it. I did a sear in, in a in a stainless steel pan, salt. I pre-salted it 30 minutes in advance, seared that bitch off four minutes, flipped it, seared for another minute, put it in the oven. And this is where I just winged it. I didn't put a timer. I didn't do a temperature probe, nothing. I just said, yeah, it'll probably be done in about 10 minutes. I think I think I did like 12 minutes. I don't remember because I timed it with the way other stuff was cooking. So I was close. It wasn't like dramatically off. I was close to a 10, 12 minute thing. Took them out, put them on a cutting board, let them rest for uh, five more minutes. I know, rest as long as you cook. Nah, screw that. I let them rest for about five minutes, and then I sliced it. I'm telling you, perfectly pink, cut it against the grain so it fell apart as you pulled on it. Oh, I got it. I was like, this is awesome. That being said, still would not pay for it, still would not stress over cooking it. But I've never done that before. I love cooking. I don't cook professionally. I am not a... I'm not that kind of guy. Um, Jake and I talk about it a lot. I'm a home cook. I make I make salty gravy, and I put it on everything, and we love it. And Franny and I love it. And there is some things I do pretty good, but for the most part, I'm a home cook. Uh, this was awesome. It just felt good. It was like an accomplishment. I was like, fuck yeah, look at me, woohoo!" And it was the first day of vacation, or technically second. I was like, I freaking, whoa, yeah. No, it was the first night. Um, so I was stoked. Uh, next thing. I think this was uh, the next day we made for dinner, um, or was it Wednesday? Doesn't matter. We did cold cut dinner. Sandwiches, chips, uh, pasta salad, which I made. We bought a pre-made pasta with sauce on it, and then I cut up cucumbers, uh, pepperoni, and, and cheese. It was awesome. Just a very, when you're on the water, like that's a very traditional, not quite picnic-y. You know, we did it the full way, not pre-made and walk out on the dock or whatever, but with the water there, it just felt very, felt, felt, felt very uh, nostalgic, and it was awesome, and I think I've perfected the stack up of a cold cut sandwich. You may disagree, I understand that, but let me explain my ide ideology here. So first, you go on the bottom bun, 
we went with a Asiago bread baked from the Big Y. It was awesome. It was great bread, but it doesn't matter. Any bread, a sub roll, whatever. Bottom bun, first your condiment. Whatever you're choosing for this, mayo or, or oil and vinegar, but whatever. You put it on the bottom bun. Actually, if it's oil and vinegar, this wouldn't apply. But any sauce that has, you know, a little bit of uh, viscosity to it. So I did mayo and then a little bit of pepper because Franny loves that. Then chips. Now chips on a sandwich is not the is not the game breaking idea it was in the eighties and nineties. That being said, put them on the condiment on the bottom bun. Don't wait till you're done with the sandwich and put them on top because if you do that, it creates that weird air pocket where the top bread is not the sandwich isn't holding on to each other. You just have loose chips and a bun on top and shit falls out and you're scrunching it and you're you're going buck wild on trying to hold the sandwich together. Don't do that. Instead, use the condiment on the bottom of the bun to adhere them. Then, here's where it gets crazy. Tomato. If you like tomato, big asterisk there. If you don't like tomato, that's fine. Thinly sliced tomato on top of the chips. Here's why. You want to know my biggest beef with tomato? This is very intricate, but please hear me out. My biggest beef with tomatoes is the, is they're too wet. They add too, like, you know, a, a condiment adds the moisture you need. Tomatoes just make it wet. That's all they do. That's what they, exi- I mean, they taste good, whatever. But that's what they exist for. So by putting the chips there that are adhered to the bread via the condiment, they soak up a little bit of that extra moisture. They don't become mush. I even let my sandwich sit for 10 minutes. They don't become mush. The rigidity, the crunch was still there but it did soak up a little bit of that moisture. And and the fact that it's all sharp and pointy and whatnot, the tomato held tight. You know how sometimes you take a bite, zoop, slips right out? No, 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 not today. Then you put the lettuce on top. That acts as your pressure wedge to push the tomato down into the chips. Lettuce, pick your favorite lettuce, whatever. Shreddice, uh, ca- just a straight up iceberg. Uh, we use butter lettuce, which is the best lettuce. Uh, leafy greens, whatever. Then your cheese. Then, which cheese and lettuce do not slide off each other at all if you don't put the condiment anywhere near them. Cheese is not a slippery food if if there's no moisture there. So don't, that's why you do it that way. Now, meat, another piece of cheese. You, You sandwich the meat in between the cheese. No reasoning here, I just like it. Then, light amount of condiment on the top. Light. You put too much, you're making that slip and slide I was talking about. Just a light amount. I would say you don't even need condiment on top. Uh, uh, condiments under the sandwich or a burger are always better, but that's just me. Do what you will. You want it to. You want your taste buds, your bite of the sandwich, to go through the condiments first, not at the end, because they're they're pretty much the, the the dominant flavor of anything you're doing. So get it out the way and then allow it all to meld. If you wait for the end, your you, your first bite's all bland, and then all of a sudden when you're halfway through chewing, you get smacked in the face with mustard or whatever. So anyways, top bun. I implore you to try it. It was nothing slipped, nothing slided. The flavors melded perfectly. Everything was sandwiched the way it needed to be. The tomato was held in place and didn't sog me down. It was glorious. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. Uh, Last thing I wrote, and I am not, because it's already gone way too long. This is going to be like an hour and 20 minute podcast between me and the other thing. I wrote this down because while Franny was on the dock and I was sitting there reading, I, I had a, a moment of concern. I've talked in the past about my memory issues. 
and and the things that I've lost or not lost and the things I remember or don't remember. I have, I wrote, I perceive time weird and lose most of it. And that's very true. Like sitting here recording this podcast, I'm already, obviously I haven't forgotten vacation by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, you know, I talked about it at length at the start of this. But it's gone to me, if that makes sense. It's like, a, it's, it's my own form of lacking appreciation for the passage of time, lacking appreciation for experiences maybe. But like, I made the joke um, Sunday before we left on vacation. We're sitting in bed, you know, the next day we're going on vacation. Franny says like, I'm so excited, whatever, whatever. And I said very annoyingly, very cheekily, very douchebaggily, whatever Friday or uh, Saturday next week, we'll be waking up in this bed again anyways. Like it'll be over. And I, I said that not in, I wasn't trying to be an actually guy. I wasn't trying to be like, well, you know, like I, I just was being a, a jerk, just being goofy, whatever. But, well, I was sitting there reading my book on, I think, Wednesday, and I was like, two days of vacation are gone, and I don't have anything to show for it. Like, I do. Obviously, I do. I had a great time. I had great food. I talked about the meals we had, which were very successful for me. The packs were huge. We went adventuring around, like, Springfield and stuff. I had a great time. But, like, I felt myself lacking the appreciation for it. Like I was, I was overly aware of the fact that I was being cynical about it being gone and I couldn't shake it. I couldn't come out of it. And even now I'm recording this podcast, which means all of this is behind me. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I think it's one of those things that I just need to go to a therapist and talk about. I, I don't know what to do to fix it. I do actually have severe memory loss for a lot. That can be explained away with things like depression, the things like the Lyme disease that I let run for like two years unchecked. Like it could be a lot of shit that fucked with me. But yeah, I, I just don't know what to do about it and what to think about it. I am not nearly as in a place as I was last year when this was a big issue uh, or two years ago. It's all, again, it's all blending. Um you know, I talked about how happy I am right now and stuff like that. So it's not, I'm not saying this in a scary way. I'm just saying this is in a, I thought about it and I'm trying to address it and I'm going to keep being introspective and digging into what that means for me and what I should work on going forward. So that will do it for my solo intro to the Halloween in July uh, preface for the coming month of the podcast. I wanted to get that out. I wanted to do it. So now we're going to switch right in. You'll hear another intro, not music, but the you'll hear us talking, all five of us together. I'll try to get the volume levels as best I can so it doesn't blow you out of the water, doesn't, make, doesn't go crazy on you. But that will end my solo start. Thank you so much for listening to me. Now I will hand it over to me. See you later. Yeah, dude, you if I lean back too much, my headphones are going to... St- no, no, they won't. You have any okay, idea how many go. cable lengths we have? There we go. It was the whole reason of doing this. Exactly. I don't want to be all up on your, on your jock. It literally was the whole reason for doing this, actually. But the, This is the issue, not this. I know, I pushed it closer. Yeah, no, 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 We're good, we're good, we're good. Look, now lean. Oh, look at that. Ah, yeah. Come on, you put the damn thing... His headphones are crazy long, mine are long, and you're next to the only other short guy. I don't think I've ever been called the short guy. Well... First for everything.
Welcome right. back to this week's episode of Men in the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Craig. I, I wanted to talk about Halloween in July, but I was like, don't say that yet. But now you spoiled uh, you, you it. You just brought it in. Yeah, you spoiled it. Welcome Craig. back to Men of the Ween. Yeah. <laughs> no! Uh, who are you? I'm Jay. A.N. And I'm DJ. Uh, this is slightly out of order. No, this is always the order. I don't is know it, if this is the order. No, because no, Jake goes here, because I'm always yeah, right across from, which I am because well, of, but yeah. now, I, ooh, you know what this feels like? It feels like I'm a Bond villain. Because <laughs> you're just uh, rotating back and forth? Yeah, because I've got like a central spot up here. That's I feel nice. like if this was like videotaped though, like just watching all of us with little like blankets around our lap, like old people. Well, we're comfortable. This and, is a retirement home podcast. As we said, Craig is, oh, you know what's so dope? Unlike the other mic, as I'm turning, mic same spot. You can hear me? Exactly. You can oh, fidget yeah. around. It doesn't oh matter. Like there's nothing, there's nothing holding you back. We can be walking around the yard right now. I'd like if someone were to picture what we look like doing this podcast, that they picture us like the that council in uh, Neon Genesis. Is Evangelion. that why it is like devious hand? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. They're always in shadow. And he's got the Gendo. Gendo with his shiny glasses. The worst dad yeah. in anime. Yeah, he's top, top five. Are we talking about I, bad yeah, animes I don't again? know. There's a lot of bad dads. We're talking about all animes. I said top five. It's like him... Uh, uh, the All Father, or whatever the hell he goes by. Shout Tucker is the number one. No, he's not that bad of a dad. He did a bad thing, but he was a great you, dad. You sure about that? I'm so sure about that. It was for that. the sake of his yeah. career. And you know. he stayed around and and acted like a good guy afterwards. He's not the worst. He, he repented. Did he? I don't think in the first in the first one really. in the first fo- the only one I've seen he repents pretty hard in the in the when they bring him back. He's like yeah, because he's all fucked up. You know, he's all, he's like, I did it to they, myself they and this was terrible. In, yeah, like, he made himself into a fucked up monster. Yeah, and he talks about how, oh yeah, this was really bad. This, but this he, wasn't he good. He doesn't really do anything to redeem himself. He's just like, I'm really sad. I didn't say I he redeemed this. himself. I said he repented. And that counts. Mm. Unlike other dads like Gendo, who's just like, Shinji, uh, I, go I, fuck yourself. I think you're talking about a bad anime again, so I don't care. It's the best Also, anime. you haven't seen the new movies yet. No, no, and I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, because it's a bad show. Well, it's kind of like, no, it's a great Bad show. IPs don't deserve bad movies. It's a, I mean, it's a great I, show. I do. I he do. doesn't like it, so you have yeah, an audience, nice. but you don't have an audience here. <laughs> oh, so Craig the Weeb had to watch it as Craig the Weeb, but, but he didn't like it. Exactly. It's like I, a sad hand job. <laughs> I don't know. So Halloween in July, right? <laughs> I don't know what that means. A sad hand job? Yeah. It's a very depressing hand job. Yeah, but, I mean, aren't they all? I don't know. No. I mean, like... Not all hand jobs. Is there a what? Hashtag not all hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I did was hold on. Uh, we'll do a quick introductory podcast and then we'll do the real podcast. So this will only be like ten minutes. Damn, I'm gonna notes. upload it. No, no. I was gonna do it more in depth. Turns out we suck at sticking to a system. What do you mean? So I went and I wrote down every movie in which order assigned to who, which thankfully we did it in. I think I've always the same been order. last. Yep, we did yeah. it in almost the same order every single time. Mm-hmm. I actually think we did do it in the same order every single time. And I was going to get all of our rankings for all the movies. Oh. That was my goal. Okay. We suck. Couldn't... The, the, in order to find all of our rankings, I would have had to listen to like a full half hour of every single podcast. Oh, like you don't know when in the podcast yeah. the rankings come out? And when we do do it, we get very... like. So I started, obviously, with the very first movie. Um, and it's like... I, I got to the point where I said, what's our rankings? And I think DJ went first. And DJ goes, I really like the movie. Here's my reason. Talks for a little bit. And then Craig's like, you know, I like the movie too. Didn't give his number. <laughs> Craig starts talking about why he likes the movie. And we had to double back to what he actually wanted so that we could come back to Craig for his number. And I was like, I'm not doing this 20 times. It, it'll take me 
three, four hours of sitting here and... So you're not committed to the craft. So you're, uh, so you're well, saying that when we're here, when we're at the we're that point, we got to... Yeah, when we're here, we're family. No, we <laughs> don't garden. We don't have to get uh, rigid with it. Like, there's no... I enjoy the system of what we do. But the point is, by the last Halloween in July, I'm going to put all of our numbers here for our actual rankings. What I want to do as an introductory, since we should have probably done this last year at the five-year mark, but because we have five in the book, we're going to re-rank... Talk about any adjustments to what how you think okay. you felt because I know we talked about the okay, chat. Okay, so, so we're gonna just straight up list off all the movies yeah. and then we're gonna be like, here's our do rating I, right do now. Do I agree with it still yeah. now? Without know? the well, not do I agree because I didn't get the ratings. What are our ratings posthumously? Well, like okay. how, like when yeah. you think about the movie, how is it coming to to your current? I'll write down all the numbers and then by the very last Halloween in July, like on my slow days at work and what have you, I will have all of our original numbers. We'll compare contrast. Oh, well, we'll come back and revisit. Yeah, we'll our... revisit at the end of Halloween in July this year with what we actually okay. thought. So let me grab my pen. So uh, we'll just oh, do that's this. That's a cool pen. Where'd you get it? Uh, some gay homeless lady gave it to me. Why is everyone gay and homeless in your and world? They're and they're new in town. And they're new in town. Years and years ago, I used I take hand-me-downs from all my friends, or at least the ones I can. Um, Phil gave me a bunch of clothes. Okay. I was wearing the clothes, and I just said a gay homeless guy. <laughs> so now every single year or uh, uh, instance since then when someone asked where I got something that we know it came from them, mm-hmm. gay homeless guy. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It works great. Uh, is Phil a gay homeless guy? He's been known. <laughs> he has been known. Uh, technically, he's homeless right now. So halfway and, and, there. And he was underway just recently. Yeah, halfway there. So what we'll do is we'll start at Halloween in July 1. First movie was me. So hold on. Let me just make sure. Me, me, me. Yep, DJ. Or uh, Craig second. Craig, Craig. We did go in the exact same order every time. Tusk. Quick quick, quick recap on how you feel about it since then, because I can guarantee none of us have watched any of these since the time we all watched these. <laughs> yeah, so we all much. have the exact same amount of time in between. Uh, Tusk, I'll go first. On in, remem- in memoriam of, still fucking love the movie. Still think it's great. And I still only have one problem with it. So I'm going to, without remembering what I said, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Um, I should do It'll, this. It will be this. interesting to see at the end how this compares. Yeah, I'm actually going to do this slightly different cross that out i'm gonna go kevin i'm gonna go craig i'm gonna go jake and dj although that's not the order it doesn't matter i'm gonna go dj you're literally just writing things down for yourself <laughs> yeah i it need it doesn't matter where you write them i need it so i'm giving tusk an eight. i need it craig tusk Five. what yeah i don't think he was that harsh last time but i i, I can't back that up it's just the memories that it's i have just the movie, i'm man. like oh that Ended in a. Uh. That's what the, my my only problem is the ending. And, yeah. yeah. But hold say, on, no, we got to do in the order of the. Oh, that you wrote it, yeah. Not that I wrote it, <laughs> that we do the movies. It's our order. Because DJ, you're the one who's doing my okay, C okay. swapping. Then I guess if I'm doing the order, uh, I'd say seven. Okay. It was a it was a better body horror movie than I think I gave it credit for. It's very visceral, like yeah. like the scene when he's when he's splayed out and they're showing like the 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 diagram of what the body's yeah. gonna look like and then. Uh, What's that actor's name? Um, Jason Long. We, he's the one who's getting turned. The old <laughs> he's guy. He's getting tusked. Yeah. The old guy, like, standing over him. Oh, I don't like, remember. Like, that's a that great is. scene. I mean, if you don't remember a lot of the movie, I do think that's a good indication that you want to maybe give it a lower score like that. So I, I think you can stand by that five. Right, mine is probably, uh, let's go with a 6.4. 6.4. And the reasoning for that is I can only vividly remember exactly two scenes from the movie. Okay. One of which is when he's tusking the old man, and the other one's when he's just fucking wallowing around at the end. 
when he tusks the old man is one of the best scenes in the whole damn movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's not enough space on there. That's fine. But because all I vividly remember from the movie is the bad ending. Mm-hmm. I can't, that I can't, does. I can't. It's a big deal. I, I remember enjoying it, but I can't in good faith oh, give my. it a good review. Fingers smell like cheddar cheese Ooh, now. Cheese mm-hmm. fingers. Oh my god. Who doesn't love cheese fingers? Guys. Number Why two. Why you eat Cheetos? Uh, the second movie of Halloween in July one. The way we say this is going to get silly. Ritual. Craig's the ritual? ritual. The ritual. I remember almost the entire movie still, like yeah. shot for shot. Not exactly, obviously, but like if we were to do a walkthrough, I think we could get pretty accurate, or I could get pretty accurate on this movie, which is a good thing. Yeah. And I did love it. I just wish they had never shown the monster at the end. Yeah. Again, it's kind of similar to Tusk. Stop mm-hmm. showing me. Because well, the Tusk the bit... is worse because not well, that they showed well, that the one's monster, like a comedy one. Yeah, yeah, you know they're obviously doing it for a bit, but in the same vein of like, we know Justin Long got tusked, and he and we he, didn't need to see him be a zoo animal. We didn't need to see him be a, so. In this one, we saw a lot of the monster, like constantly seeing like the hand or like the mm-hmm. eyes or whatever. To actually see it standing over the fire at the end outside the building, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all right. But anyways, the movie ruled. I'm just I'm, I'm a man of consistency. I'm just gonna go eight again. He's an eight boy. I'm an eight boy right now. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it an eight. Yeah, eight's a fair. Eight's a good. That was your. Have you seen it? Have you? Have any of us watched any of these since then? I no. have not rewatched any. Of not the that I can think of. Oh my god. Oh my god. DJ Ritual. Uh, nine and a half out of ten. Okay. Ooh, he's a... Excellent movie. I actually like the monster's design a lot, so the fact that they show the monster doesn't actually bother me. Made you feel good. I do think that it does kind of shift genres a bit at the end. It is a little bit more action-focused at the yeah. end, while the rest is very suspense. And... Did we ever watch a movie from this director again? Nighthouse. Yeah, Nighthouse. that was that same... Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, good movie. Great movie. I'd say probably 8.4. Okay, okay. Um, I don't vividly remember the movie as much as uh, it seems like you guys do, which I think actually is a good thing because I remember what happens in it. Right. And the fact that I can't like remember shot for shot means it would be a fun movie to watch again. Ooh, I mean, I do think that that movie has rewatchability in general. Mm-hmm. The dream yeah. sequences were awesome. Yeah. And that was just really well done. Also, I think it's worth pointing out that, uh, at least for me scoring, it's going to be a bit different than like when we just like cold score things. Yeah. Because like I have all the other movies in comparison so i know if this is a this then this is not going to be the same as by far the worst thing about halloween in july in terms of how we do the ratings each after each movie is that and i i did this a lot i don't know about you guys so i won't cast aspersions i was constantly being like yeah but the movie we just watched and or you know at the very end when we did like this i was thinking about that and i feel like i want to try and grade them in a vacuum i can have that's what and that's what this is for we're testing the theory yeah Yeah, memory versus now I I also think that like two movies that are like kind of what you just said like two movies that are both like eights mm. are different eights. Oh, and that's completely like, fair. Like yeah, two yeah. eights, one can be like grossly better than the yeah. other. I mean, two. if you want to explain, if you want me to explain what I'm scaling on, uh, what was the movie intended to be, and how well did it do that? that right. That's really yeah. what my. I'm not very good at the doing. I, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. like to review things that way because yeah. I'm. Because you can intend a movie to be shit, and then it's shit, <laughs> yeah. and it's still shit. Right, well, still Serbian shit. film right. is exactly what it was intended no, to be. It, well, that, does that mean you should that really watch doesn't it? doesn't prop it up any higher. So Damn yeah, it, you exactly. just spoiled my Halloween in July pick. Oh, no. I don't oh, think I'd no. let you bring that. I don't think we should let you <laughs> do that. 
Have you guys any? Have any of you guys watched it I since haven't. then? Okay, okay, I didn't know. I just, Serbian film? I've never watched. Oh, it. Yeah. I've never watched. So then I'd have to be the one to bring yeah. it. And I you ain't can bring it. it. I ain't bring I've, it. I've had the movie in detail be explained yeah. to me, so I know I don't want to. Reading the Wikipedia page about that movie is enough to make me know. That, like it makes there's, me uncomfortable reading. There's about a handful. It. Of I don't feel things. like that would be a fun podcast for anyone to listen to. Yeah. So then he pulls out her teeth one by one, and then it's a whole thing. Um, that scene's real messed up. It's probably not uh, more messed up than the newborn. It is. Oof. He he murders I her. I honestly don't want to hear it. He anymore. murders her by choking her with his wiener Ooh. after pulling her teeth out. Oh, stop okay. it. So, Fuck. moving on. Uh, Evil Dead, which was DJ's pick that year. Uh, I was very harsh on that movie. And then the next year, I got the perfect version of it, which means in retrospect, I'm going to be even more harsh. Mm. I don't want to watch that movie ever again in my life. Like, I know that there's charming parts yeah, and, fair. you know, he was building on something for the first time. I get all that. It's still ass. I still didn't <laughs> like it. I'm going to give it a five would be average. I'm not going to go into the bottom. I'm going to go four. Okay, okay. Point one, just to get saucy with exactly. it. Exactly. Only uh, losers give solid scores. Yeah. I was waffling between six and seven, so I'll say 6.5. Just go right in the center. Okay, I love it. 6.5. DJ uh, Boy? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with six. I think Sam okay. Raimi was finding his footing with that movie. He does some good things, but it's not there yet. Okay. Jake Boy. That's a, just a solid five. It's it's exactly a movie. They are who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I went higher than everyone. I didn't expect that. Yeah, you loved it. Uh, okay. And now the last movie, the one I had the most uh, roller coaster relationship with, oh. Repo. Oh, boy. Yeah. The genetic In, opera. The Sorry, correct. At the time of review, I was very mean and I hated it. About a week later, I could not stop singing and listening to the songs. And then about a year later, I went, what the fuck are those? I'm never listening to these songs again. And now I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Now I'm kind of back to like, yeah, all right, the little blue violet's catchy and whatnot. Um, a little blue violet? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember most of the songs other than that one and then the one that the brothers sing where they're fighting. Um, the so, one that you really hated. Yeah, at the yeah. time. And then I heard it and I was like, okay, in listening to soundtrack fun but it's still ass now i'm i'm gonna give it a, a, a 4.8 just under average uh-oh pen dead yeah okay wait maybe it's just that color purple yeah no nope. all right anyways i'll find a pen so 4.8 craig what about you i'll give it a seven <laughs> i had another one <laughs> another one four point. was that the exact same pen no that was a little bit different uh, no. Oh, yeah, it's the print. No, it's the exact same pen. Um, what'd you say? Seg- seven? Yep. Okay. Justification or just that's what it is? Uh, it was enjoyable. There's songs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. The guy <laughs> likes what he likes. DJ. I'm kind of in the same boat as Craig. It's maybe not a great movie, but it's fun. It's seven. Is it? Mm-hmm. And you get it to see fun. Paris Hilton's face fall off. That was cool. She was better in that movie than just about any actor yeah. or actress in it. Yeah. Jake Boy, it was your pick. Probably 7.2. Oh my god, he goes so high with it. I love it. I mean, it's it's a that, that, that movie is a uh, a cult classic for a reason at this point. Is it a cult classic? It is. It is. I hate that. Uh, Jake's giving them like Kingdom Hearts title number ratings. 8.5. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Quarter first of all, if, once again, whole number scores are for losers. Weenies. Mm. We're going hard on calling thing weenies today. Beanie weenies. Number Halloween in July 2, Electric Boogaloo. First movie was my pick, The Thing. One of the greatest horror movies of all time. That's a great movie. Yeah. Both in memoriam and at the time of watching it. These things aren't dead. I should stop saying it. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> it but could it, be, though. 
easily, easily, easily going to be one of my highest scores in this entire uh, recap ranking. I'm going to give it a 9.9. I'm going to give it a 0.1 just to bring it down. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> what about you, Squeegee? No, no, Craig, Craig. Uh Yeah, let's give it a 9.5. Holy mama! Yeah, it's right. a really good film. It, like, it, especially like in hindsight, looking back at it, it's like he loves yeah. looking at hindsight. He loves looking mm-hmm. back at those hindsights. Exactly. No, but it does age really well. The the effects were freaking awesome. The suspense is obviously great. Wilford Brimley was awesome. Wilford Keith Brim- David and, ah, and just... Wilford Brimley stay winning. Hmm. DJ, this one's a ten out of ten for me. I knew it. I knew someone was gonna. Jake Boy. Eight point eight. That's not a point one. You lied. I know. I, I didn't want to. It's kind of a perfect movie. It's pretty close to a perfect movie. I, I full-heartedly agree. And so is the next one. It follows. Oh, yeah. I remember being really upset with how good that was because at the end we put them all in order and those two kind of go hand in hand. Would I give it a 9.9? I would not because it had to watch that weird old lady sex thing you monster thing. You loved it. That was pretty weird. <laughs> I did love it, but that's for me, mm-hmm. not for the rating. I'm going to give this one a 9.6. Keeping it high, but not going to 9.9. 9.5 again. Yeah. Putting them, putting them at the same score is completely yeah, it's bad, in just my opinion. such a great film. Oh, so good. Yeah, this one's also a 9.5. Okay. I like it. I would give it a 9.2. I actually think The Thing is a better movie, but I like watching That's it That's not what this more. is about. Yeah, exactly. this is about yeah, yeah. us. Uh, ooh, yeah, Evil Dead 2, which I am very generous to in that review because of how much I liked it more than Evil Dead 1. Does that mean I overinflate it just because of how much I disliked Evil... Hmm. These are the questions we got to ask. Mm. I'm still going to go pretty high. I'm still going to give it an 8 point because I'm not doing normal scores anymore because they're for weenies, right, Jake? Mm-hmm. 8.7. Craig Boy. I'll give it an 8. Oh, okay. He's such a weenie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a huge Dude, He's been weaning up this whole time. I'm at a 9 on this one. Easily I, the best in the Evil Dead series. By far, yeah. Well, I haven't seen the remake or the sequel that's supposedly awesome. TV show. And mm-hmm. the Ash vs. Uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead is actually very I've never seen it. Uh, Jake? Uh, I'd probably give this an 8.6. Oh. That's lower than I thought. Yeah. The, reason, the whole reason why I thought about doing this, uh, we talked about it in the work chat a little bit. Mm. Jacob's Ladder. A movie I think I was way too unfair to at the time of. I remember being sassy in mm-hmm. the recording. You were very sassy about it. Um, and I think that's because we literally watched three perfect movies before it. The I, thing I think, it I think, follows an Evil Dead two or three. I, I think movies. Year Two was our like a critical, like critically acclaimed, oh, yeah. objectively best movies yeah. we've and ever. And we brought. didn't plan it that way. Yeah. We just kind of. But yeah. we go from two just hit it out of the park with yeah. all the movies. Oh God, yeah. yeah and we is... go from like crazy monster movie with practical effects, modern homage to eighties horror, which is my favorite, comedy horror, which mm-hmm. is great with Evil Dead, to and then Jacob's like, the, Ladder is like, like serious suspense. Jacob's Ladder m- is the mental. best psychological horror movie ever made i would have to look at what those movies are because i think silence of the lamb is a psychological horror and i uh, like it more. that's a that's a thriller regardless i loved the movie i love talking about it now i love thinking about it I'm gonna i, I might have been so like i'm trying to think if i was a little bit too uh hyperbolic with saying it's the greatest one so like movies that i'd consider like psychological horrors uh babadook Great movie. Uh, Babadook is really good. That's great. Hereditary. Movie. Haven't seen it. Oh, uh, kind of hereditary. It's kind of psychological horror. Yeah, kind of. It's mostly psychological horror, except it's not. Hmm. Yeah. We'll look up. We'll look up, and I wanna, I wanna, I'll delve into that but in a future podcast. I think Jacob's Ladder probably executes them the best. It. I won't deny, but I'm not. 
thinking about psychological horrors right now. We have a job to do. Yes. I'm going to give this one. I don't want to give it higher than Evil Dead 2, so I will match Evil Dead 2, 8.7. Okay. Uh, eight. God, this guy's a it's weenie. Such a weenie. <laughs> yeah, I'm a weenie. Also, it, it was nice. It's nice to see Tim Robbins because, like, after yeah. Shawshank, you you really don't see that much. Uh, he did the Blue Streak with uh, uh, Martin Lawrence. Mm. All right. That's true. Mm-hmm. What more do you want in this world? Is that the one where his shoes catch on fire and he dances to the the, so. the, uh, uh, the Scatman? <laughs> if you remember the scene, I'm going to give you credit. I don't know. I just remember he's in a movie with Martin Lawrence and his shoes catch on fire. And then it's... It, beep, bop, 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 bop. They've only done one movie together, so it's got to be that. Yeah. DJ? Um, I do want to point out Jacob's Ladder has an important distinction. It's the only movie we've ever done in Halloween of July that is uh, referenced in the Chainsaw Man opening. That's true. Wait, what's the what's the scene from that? Uh, it's the angel devil sitting on the stairs. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair yeah. enough, fair enough. But, uh, get, yeah, okay. 9 out of 10. What? 9? I was wow. going to say, I don't think you gave it a number before no, you started didn't. pointing at me. 9, though. Okay. Respect, respect. Uh, I'd give it a 9. 9? Point 0.1. Thank you. I was, uh, I was about to write it down and call you, you a weenie, but you beat me to it. <laughs> All right. Halloween July 3. 3 might be my favorite year of Halloween in July because of how passionate I was about all of the movies. Okay. For better and definitely for worse. Mm. Uh, first movie, Bleeders. Bleeders. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, okay, hold on. Listen. <laughs> we already stated uh, earlier in the podcast that this is about how we enjoyed it, not yeah. what it is critically, okay? I am not giving this a high score because it should be watched. I'm giving it a high score because I'm happy I watched it. I'm pretty sure we left that movie saying that no one should ever watch this movie again. Yeah, but if you do, it's awesome. It's like, you, well, it's okay, like keeping so, it back. So here's how you watch Bleeders if you're going to watch it again. Get three of your buddies. Who have never watched have never Bleeders. Seen Bleeders. <laughs> have them watch it and then record a podcast about yeah. it afterwards. And you'll you enjoy the, yourself immensely. Any other circumstances, don't watch Bleeders. It's, it, is, it is worth the price of admission i'm gonna give it in relation to all the movies we've watched in all of this above average definitely nowhere near the high end i'm gonna give it a 6.8 that's my final answer craig boy i'm going to give it a four and come on i'll say i remember it being hard to watch not like quality wise like the movie or like the script but like technically like i remember like it, it was very disjointed dark, too. Too dark, or yeah. like the audio not being good, and yeah. like no subtitles. There's a lot of night you know, scenes. It's probably because the only place we could find the movie was someone's VHS they recorded from yeah, 1987. I, I, I had to torrent it, and there was like two seaters, and I was like, "All right, this will be great." And I was just like, "I can't. I literally can't understand what's happening," yeah. and it took away. But, but all the it, incest. You yeah, they, love they, that stuff. It is true. Well, come on. An uncomfortably you're long You're my sex sister. <laughs> yeah, you're my sister. You're my sister. All right, DJ. Uh, I will preface by saying I had a great time doing the podcast <laughs> with you, but this is a one out of ten. Don't, no, it's not even close. Okay, anyways, you know what? It's his it is, ranking, not It only but... gets a one because it is technically a movie. It shows scenes. There are characters on screen at times. There is a plot <laughs> This is the most exists. disrespectful thing I've ever heard in my life. Jake, can we move on? Give me your score. Two point eight. See, that's a more that's a more appropriate score. Oh, I guess I was being way nicer. No, it, can go, it can go to zero. If we ever get a movie that's not a movie, it's yeah, zero. The room would be a zero. The room might be a yeah, zero. Actually. Zero for me. It's also terrifying. Uh, this is, I think, 
going to be my first 10, The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. God, I yeah. love that movie. Is it because that, how much you loved watching Willem Dafoe crank it? First off, yes. Okay. Second off, I just want to know. it plays It's because you, you liked his lobster. Is it a psychological? Because it's better than Jacob's Ladder. Um, Ooh, you might be right. Of, might be I don't right. know. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just guessing here. I don't know. There's, there's it, never it, explicit paranormal or supernatural... It's ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving it a 10. It's the best. I looked ahead. I cheated and looked ahead. It is the best movie of all of Halloween July to me. Craig Boy. Uh, it's it's a 10 because you like me lobster? I do like your lobster. He does what? like his lobster. All right. J- uh, DJ. I was actually kind of harsh on this movie, I recall, when we were doing you it. Were more, you were more critique than the rest it of It took us. me a little bit to really, uh, I-, I think, click with what was going on. But once I have figured it out, yeah, I think this one's a 10. God, he loves it. Jake Boy. Hmm. You guys are being way too kind on this As the film. resident hater, you can do what you want. That's you. No, it's... No, I, I would say this is probably like a 9.7. That's his best score so far. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it's, it was a damn near flawless movie. I just... I don't know. I can't really think of movies that are 10 out of 10s. I'm, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. So that's why I gave the thing 9.9. I was like... Eh, mm-hmm. eh, but this one, I, I have no... I have nothing I can say mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy. This is a movie that is worth showing everyone you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, even, like, The Thing is a movie that not everyone's... Not worth yeah, showing everyone I you could know. see someone watching The Lighthouse and coming away from it, like, kind of being like, I don't know. Like, I could see it confusing someone. You have, well, to, definitely you have confusing. to be in the right mindset yeah. for it. But if you... If you try to engage with it as what it is, then it is a very good movie. It is exactly what it wants to be. It'll win you over. Yeah. Uh, I am not doing this out of spite. I am doing this because of how much I fucking hate this movie army of darkness is a one for me it's an easy one for me i was so mad watching that whole movie (laughs) i didn't enjoy it i'm if i am like going a lot by how much i enjoyed it and like how much i liked it well i don't think it's a bad film five right in the middle i respect it, it it was a bit too campy for me whereas like uh, uh the previous evil dead's like mm. evil dead 2 had the right amount of like comedic along with the 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 the, the more visceral the scene scary in evil shit. dead 2 where the the zombie is doing its break dancing <clears throat> it was that but the whole movie yeah as opposed to being a break it was the to me dj uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have this one at a five out of ten it was Straight probably the, the worst probably the worst aged movie of the ones we had yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. Besides Bleeders, no, <laughs> I, that one didn't age. Bleeders <laughs> wasn't an aging. It was problem, exactly no. what it thought it was. Jake Boy, uh, I would give Army of Darkness a six point one. Six point one. I uh, I have very fond memories of that movie to the point that, that I, it allows me to forgive some of its uh, its lesser qualities. It's 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 a piece of trash. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's piece of trash. Halloween in July 4. I don't think we had a clever name for this uh, specific... Did we call this one Dawn of the Ted? I think this is the one. Or no, that might have been three. Was this Puppet Master? It was. So mine was Puppet Master. Wait, what was... Was that Halloween July we just did the one where Jake forgot to... No, that's this one. Forgot to? Yeah, forgot to. Or not forgot to. No, it's forgot to. No, it's forgot to. Jake forgot he was participating in Halloween (laughs) in July halfway through. That's why he he didn't bring a movie. So this is the three movie year. 
and I brought Puppet Master uh, for, for my selection, which I do love as a film. Oh, crap. Now I gotta... Was this the year that we just, like, literally didn't wait, have time to record wait. a fourth oh, podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. We skipped yeah, ahead. Yeah, that, that's why I was asking, because oh, we only did three I didn't know I skipped. I didn't know that's why you were asking. Yeah. Uh, I skipped ahead on a movie that I also hate. Uh, the Frighteners. Oh, or as I titled it on the Halloween July title on accident, The Frighteners. Because I didn't realize I fricked it up. But you know what? I rolled with it. And I just left it the way it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this made it. I was showing him when we were in New York City. This made it onto Patrick's top 20 horror movies all time. Yeah, it's he a great movie. He loves this movie. Um, it's ass. It aged poorly. The jokes weren't good. The animation's trash, which is fine. But sometimes CGI actually ages fine. In this case, it was, it was weird. That's weird. The face and we'll talk belt. about CGI later yeah. today. I just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just disagree with Kevin. Yeah. I didn't like this movie. I didn't like anything about it, but I didn't hate it as much of Army as Army of Darkness. And my other lowest score is Repo. No, Evil Dead One. Uh it's not. It's it's worse than Evil Dead One. I'll give it a three point three. That's just objectively wrong. Uh, no, there is no objectivity in personal <laughs> preference. I'm going to give it a five. Um... Right down the middle. The I guy think, loves it. I think the ending was good, like the, the whole, that whole portion at the end. But the story is good. I'm not critiquing the story. I feel like there's a lot of filler shit that took up yeah. like two-thirds of the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, in the middle there, there's that lots of... That movie is of, way uh, longer than I ever remember yeah, it was like it two hours and 20 minutes or mm-hmm. some shit. It, there's lots of like Three Stooges humor in the middle for no reason. Like, we're just going to kind of explore yeah, with ghosts whereas, and have a little fun. I just want to see Jake Busey be a psycho. <laughs> That's all he wants. <laughs> What's the guy? Is not much to ask for. Jake Busey kind of is the best part of that movie, isn't he? Jake Busey oh. rules. Uh, <laughs> uh, DJ boy. I don't know. The movie's got a lot of charm for me. It's still a seven. 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 Jake boy. 8.4. 8.4. That movie I also have incredibly fond memories of. Like, kind of wish you had said 8.2 because then it would have been the opposite of Bleeders. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the first R-rated movie my parents let me watch. So, ah, I don't remember what the first... I mean, it would have been some horror movie with my mom. It is a very soft R, too. I mean, yeah. it does get pretty gory at the end, but... Don't. I see <laughs> your <laughs> smile. Was he about to do yeah, I saw the little smirk. Oh, no, Christ, trying to get the hard R's um, out again. You guys <laughs> saw that uh, uh, Linus Tech Tips moment that Probably it went not. viral. He was talking about the videos they used to make, you know, because he's been one of the creators from, from early on. And he c- keeps referencing, like, the way he used to speak. And he would use things like the hard R in videos and get away with it. And, oh, really? and you see Luke, his co-host, be like, what? what? And then everyone that's filling the podcast is like, what is he talking about? And they all stop it. I and assume he's talking is- about uh, another word for a potato. Yeah, yeah. He was mental retardation. He mm-hmm. would just throw it around. and But he thought that that's what hard R was. So he's going through this story talking about how much he used to say the hard R stuff. And Lucas so is like, not that's racist. not what you think it is. And Linus is like, what? 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 What's wrong here? And like, you can see them both look to the, the crew that's on the other side. It was really funny. Anyways, then it was the next year where there was only three movies. And I brought Puppet Master, uh, which is still like one of the like greatest low budget horror movies ever. I'm going to give it a 7.8. That's my ranking. There we go. I'm going to give it a 6.5 because I have That's a higher than I thought. vague memory of sort of enjoying it, but I can't really remember much of that movie other than, the, other than the puppets. The Drillhead was big, yeah. Or the, the sexy woman puppet that gets in the bed with, uh, with the lady when... The, the guy gets out and leaves, and then it's a blanket, and then the doll's like, Rah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. DJ Boy. I had a lot of fun with that movie. I'm going to give it silly. a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's one of those ones that the premise isn't trying to be serious. You're not trying to be sold on this super villainous evil thing. It's also thing. You're just like, like a really quick movie. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah, you're sure. in and out. Yeah. Uh, a murderer puts his souls into puppets and murders. Yeah, and that's the wizard movie. wants to become immortal through puppet magic. That yeah. was the plot. I'd say it's a 6.9. It's, it's a movie that I definitely recommend nice. to people at least. 6.9. Uh, number two was a freaking excellent movie. 28 Days Later, Ooh, yeah. uh, had yeah. never seen it, was super happy to have seen it, was not what I thought it was at all. Uh, I'm going to give this one an 8-1, just above Puppet Master. I'm going to give it a 9. Oh it's my, my, it's my favorite zombie movie. Uh, that's fair. It is it, In terms of zombie films, it's it's super high up there. I don't know about my favorite. Not the point. DJ? This, I, I agree with Craig. This is a good solid 9. Wow. Weenies mm. all around. <laughs> uh, 8.6. 8.6. That's a pretty good average on that one. And then the last one, movie freaking ruled. Colors of Outer Space. Oh, This was the one we had Kyle Kelly on for. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Which was a hoot and a half. Uh, I'm... It's a fine movie. It's incredibly well shot. Also, it's the color out of space, not the colors from outer space. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Uh, It's incredibly well shot. The and like the CGI on it's awesome. The staging's awesome. Nick Cage is super fun to watch, and it's a really good role of his. All the acting is good, but the movie itself is just like Amityville horror, but with a space monster. It's like you know people go crazy and something's killing them. It's 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 very it's very Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I'm gonna go uh, eight. It feels too high that I can't back out now. I'm gonna go eight two. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give it a nine. Nine, he says. Yeah, it's a very fun uh, Lovecraft film. Yeah. 8.8. 8. 8. Wow. Wow. God damn it. I made my space too small. Mm-hmm. Jake. Uh, I'll give Color Out of Space a 9.1. What the hell? What the hell? This matches one of the movie. It's a the good movie. second highest rated movie you have on the list. Yeah. I what the hell, dude? All right. Leslie Vernon, Halloween in July 5, the most recent in our minds. Uh, I, the movie's called um, Behind the Mask. Mask. Behind the Mask. The, uh, Leslie, the Leslie Vernon story. story. Movie freaking rules. Great mockumentary. Also pretty good horror in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it shouldn't be up in the eights, but I'm I'm gonna a seven point nine. Final answer. You're being way harsher than I thought you were gonna be on that. I hmm. have to give it a second because it is awesome and I have a great time. Uh, and I'm doing the thing I said I wasn't gonna do, but I'm looking at my other eights and nines yeah, and I'm an like idiot. I can't do that. 7.5. 7.5. Honestly, my problem with that movie is it was too short. It was kind of wanted. Yeah. I kind of wanted more from that. Yeah, it was yeah, a really was good short, time, yeah. though. I'm going to give that like a 7.8. Oh, I apparently love this movie way more than all of you. You like <laughs> it. Uh, I give that one like a 9.2. Oh, damn. That's way, mm. that's, that's pretty high. That's pretty yeah. high. No, that, 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 that is a movie that. that I have, since watching, suggested oh. almost anyone who likes horror movies to watch. Oh, yeah. It, uh, those exact people, if you slasher movies, mm-hmm. more, but, but either way, yeah. Do you like horror movies? You want to see a cool spin on it? Take yeah. this. Yeah, it's definitely there. Uh, the Night House. Oh, yeah. Which I remember hating one thing about it, but because I can't remember what I hated about it, I'm remembering it more um, fondly. The thing that we in general disliked about the movie is that there were so many plot points that led nowhere 
and it felt like as we were watching the movie, we came up with better endings for it. Oh, yeah. and I did love the ending. Like I, I think, like everything we said, like we're like, dude, if they just did this thing in the movie, it would have like yeah. hit so much better. I, I, the one thing I remember about that movie the most is the scene of her in the boat, though. Talking. Also, oh, this is definitely oh, yeah. a psychological horror movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is for examples of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not better than Jacob's Ladder. It's not. No, uh, it's, no. But it was still awesome. I'm gonna give it a seven-two. Yeah. Yeah, in the seven range, low sevens. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, so I just want to preface that when I picked this movie, I totally didn't realize that I brought both The Lighthouse and The Nighthouse. Oh, we realized it. <laughs> we always realized it. And uh, uh, I think this is probably, I think, still very much enjoyed it, and I, I liked it, and I'm glad I brought it, but probably the weakest of my film, so 8.5. 8.5, okay. Okay. I'm also at an 8.5 on this. Wow. Because... Yeah, all the complaints aside, the negative space monster kind of ruled. The the villain mm. was excellent. Was excellent. Jake Boy. Uh, this is like a 7-7. Seven, 7-7. Seven. Seven, seven. Boom. Dawn of the Dead. Another oldie from DJ. A movie that actually aged incredibly well. It did. There's only one problem I, in right now, like right now, that I have with this movie, and it's a problem I have with all old horror movies. The monster is only scary when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Like the zombies were, they would show up and, you know, like mutilate someone. And then they would just be walking through the mall pushing zombies aside. Like the, the villain was only scary when it was needed. But that's fine because the movie's really not that much about the zombies at all. No, it So isn't. the movie freaking ruled. I'm going to give it a. In terms of. Oh, I'm going to give it a 7 9. Final answer. Craig Boy. I give it an 8. Wow. DJ Boy. Uh, 9-3. Wow. Hmm. I'd honestly be willing to give it higher, but it is kind of boring in the middle, as 70s movies are wont yeah, to yeah. That's just the thing of the 70s. Uh, I'd give it a 7-2. Wow. Uh, mostly because it's just not better than the best zombie movie of all time that it inspired, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is not even close to the best zombie movie of all time. <laughs> your damn mouth. Uh, final movie. Also, I think Shaun of the Dead is one of the uh, best no, zombie movies ever made. It's one of, but it ain't the best. Uh, X. Gonna give it to you. Correct. Mm. Uh, movie freaking ruled. I was judgmental at first. I've come around big time. Love this movie. I that, that, that had some double meaning, not Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> and it makes me want to watch the two sequels that are, well, prequel and sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, real I've bad, heard, which is the rare. sequels are pretty good. I haven't watched Pearl's them supposedly as good, if not better, than mm-hmm. X. And I'm like, oh, I gotta see it. But uh, So I'm gonna get this one not in the nines. I'm gonna go 8.6. 8.6. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about that. I'm going to give it 7.5. 7.5. Wow, what a guy. I'm going to give it a 7. I think it's a little bit better in my mind now than when it was when I watched it, but there's still just something about the movie that I'm like, mm, I just don't Just a 7? Don't know. Yeah, just a 7. Wow, this guy. Um, I give this an 8.4, and it actually became better the second time I watched it. I remember when I watched it the first time, and I was like... Because I, I wanted to bring it to Halloween in July before I had watched it. So I watched it, and I was like, kind of like, oh, I already said I'm going to bring this, but I don't know if I want to. They're, they might not like this movie at all. Whoa. And then when I watched it again, I'm like, no, this is a pretty good movie. It, it's more jarring 
while watching than it actually is in in memory mm-hmm. and I, that's probably on purpose you know that's kind of the whole thing it's still pretty vivid in my memory though oh yeah no like yeah. the scene you know why because craig just remembers a uh, kid cuddy's swinging cock swinging weenie Ooh. like yeah. as a movie i think it is very well done also i didn't know that the the girl that wants to do porn after discovering porn school jenna ortega is jay yeah. ortega what the hell yeah what the hell, dude i didn't notice that the first time through until she became all the hotness for wednesday mm-hmm uh, all right. Anyways, the reason we did this. So this is going to be a very boring podcast if you haven't heard Halloween July. Will is probably going to be the only one who has the time out of this, but I still wanted to do it. And I am going to get our real scores. My highest rated movie in all of this is Lighthouse. Okay. S- same with Craig, I same with DJ. A on on average, ten. I think, oh, I think a couple of you guys had 10s, though. So Lighthouse. Uh, and no. The only other 10 is DJ's The yeah. Thing. Yep. Yep. I stand and by that. And Jake's highest movie is, yeah, The Lighthouse. Everybody's highest movie is the. The oh Lighthouse was probably the the most like critically objectively good movie we've watched. It was it ran the gambit of being baller. Uh yeah, I think so. I think that's an accurate statement. I hate it, but I think it's true. Uh, so we will do. I'm gonna get the real stats. It's gonna take me forever. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> and then at the very end of this, we'll do a recap of all of the. F- Previous five years of Halloween July. Mm. So it's just a little teaser start off. This little bonus podcast. Just a little throw out there. Fill some space while we wait. It's a special. It's not like DJ's about to go into like an ad. It's like this uh, this little little podcast was brought to you by Squarespace. This little little 10 minute bonus podcast (laughs) that has probably gone on for like It's only 40 minutes and 30 seconds. You know what? Not bad. Better help. Not bad. I'm happy we did it. Uh, better, another... better pasta, that's the power of the Home Depot. <laughs> Where your family. I'm Kevin. Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, so... I'm Craig. I'm, I'm TJ. <gasps> See, this is the uh, order problem. Uh, and thanks for listening. And as you can see, over here we have the man of the machine.